Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz, which you can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Folks, isn't it great to be able to listen to this podcast, which I appreciate every single one of you, but to listen to this podcast after a victory, a nice victory, a good, solid, beginning-to-end win for the Razorback basketball team. And man, oh man, was it that last night as Arkansas gets the victory over the Tennessee Volunteers at home in Bud Walton Arena by a final score of 86-69. to Nice. Now, from beginning of this game, there was something different about it. And I think that's pretty obvious because Arkansas got off to a very hot start, which they never do, ever. And if they have, I don't remember when it was. It just seems like every single game, this team always struggles to get off to a hot start. That wasn't the case against Tennessee. So you had the feel that this was going to be just one of those games where everything ended up being different. And it was. And I tell you what, folks, I keep thinking like maybe I'm overstating the fact of Isaiah Joe. Maybe I'm thinking that he's just way too too much talked about when you got to give credit to the other players. And I think that there's a, a little bit of an instance there. But at the same time, though, there's no question that Isaiah Joe and the addition of him has changed the dynamic of this team completely for the better. Not only did he have 22 points again last night after scoring 21 against Missouri, he hit two three-pointers, went two of eight, four of 12 shooting the ball. So it wasn't like it was just a great night for him from the three-point line. But the difference was is that he went 12 of 12 from the free throw line. 12 of 12, which is the highest since joining the SEC. The highest amount of free throws made where they didn't have a single miss since Arkansas has joined the SEC. I think Julissa's Nobles, there's a name for you. Julissa's Nobles ended up hitting 10 of 10 uh, roughly a decade ago. But Isaiah Joe gets 22 points, 12 of his points coming from the free throw line, and that's all well, good, and great, and grand. Wonderful. I'll take it. Anybody will take it. And you take it the any way that you can get it. And Desi Seals, you know, Desi Seals continues to play really well. He comes off the bench. He plays 31 minutes. He gets 13 points. But 13 points is nothing to just say, oh, my goodness, player of the year. But the thing is, is the past two games, he's only shot the ball in selective moments and have made plays when they open up for him. He goes 5 of 9 from the field, 3 of 5 from the three-point line, and had a dagger 3 late in the game to really set Arkansas apart. So he's been playing really well, but as almost always when it comes to talking about big Razorback victories, it came down to Mason Jones. Mason Jones, folks, 37 points. 37 points. 12 of those points were from the free throw line. 12 of those points. So that means 25 points came from the field, and him going 11 of 19 is extremely efficient. He continues to just wow the entire conference, and in a way, college basketball in general. I believe he should get strong consideration for player of the year in the SEC. I don't know if he will because, you know, he, there, he's not in those Kentucky Blues. So we all know that, you know, the Kentucky Blues are all going to be how this team is going to be looked at or how these certain players are going to be looked at. But it's just funny to me how every single time that Arkansas has a player that you feel like is worthy of that, I think Bobby Porce is probably the only exception for some reason, somebody else gets it for whatever reason. But that's fine. It doesn't have to be able to have that award to validate him. 
But it is incredible, folks, what we're watching from Mason Jones. Sometimes he'll frustrate you. Sometimes he'll annoy you. But there's no doubt that he is the man on this team. And the story that he has, which I know we've all heard about, he was, he was a fat kid, and every announcer talks about, yeah, he's a fat, grotesque kid that nobody wanted. Yeah, I think it's a little over the top. But still, he's a guy that wasn't highly recruited, who has come in and put in the work, and has all these numbers to show for it. That's the perfect recipe for Arkansas, is in order to have Mason Jones do Mason Jones things, and scoring 37 points is exactly that. That's Mason Jones doing Mason Jones things. So, you have all those players, but I wanted to give another specific shout-out to, to somebody who didn't just blow up the box score, but still was so effective in this game, and I could not be happier that he has come around, and that is Ethan Henderson. Now, Ethan Henderson in this game had two points, nine rebounds, and three blocks in 30 minutes of play. Now, if you look at that from any other player, any other perspective, you're probably not thinking that's that great of a stat line. But for Ethan Henderson specifically, it is. He's a guy that has really yet to take on that next step for whatever reason. When Arkansas, during the beginning of the year, was desperate for some size, desperate for some help inside, he's the tallest guy, but yet he was nowhere to be seen. So Razorback fans are like, okay, so what's the deal with this guy? How is he not able to see the floor when Arkansas is struggling so much? And a lot of it just had to do with he didn't really know what was going on at times. I mean, Eric Musselman even said that to himself. He's like, hey, this is, this is a guy that we just got to make sure that when he's on the court, he knows what to do. And right now he doesn't. But after the past few games, past few weeks, he has really come into his own. He is exactly what you need him to be. He doesn't need to go out and be a double-double machine. But can he go out and get 9 to 13 rebounds a game? Can he block some shots? Can he just be the threat? Can he just be the presence down low and not get in foul trouble? Can he be that guy? Hopefully, because that's all you need from him. You don't need him to go crazy on it and go Bobby Portis or Daniel Gafford on anybody. You just need him to go and be that rim protector. And I think that he did a good job of it last night, and I hope that it continues to be that way because it is a confidence-boosting type of game for Ethan Henderson. I'm sure he'll get more minutes. He played 30 minutes last night. That might be the most minutes he's played combined all season. I mean, that's that's great because he deserved it. He deserved the way he played. Adriel Bailey got in foul trouble early. He only played 11 minutes. Reggie Chaney, he's just, you know, there's, there's something going on there. He only played eight minutes last night. Uh, but uh, only had one turnover and two personal fouls. And, oh, he had a steal, too, so there's that. But he's definitely not uh, playing as well as people were hoping, or at least as well as he was for that certain period of time. So now it's come down to Ethan Henderson, and he's been he's been really putting in the work. And I think that Razorback fans can be proud of that, and I, hopefully it continues on as the rest of the games go on. So big, big shout-out to the Razorback basketball team and the way they played last night. Uh, that was exactly what you were hoping to see out of this team, especially down the stretch. They got three games left. They're still in the NCAA tournament contention. Georgia on the road this Saturday. And we'll look at the rest of the games and break them down and the odds of Arkansas making the tournament on the other side of the break. Stay with us. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, we mentioned the fact that we wanted to break down the rest of the schedule for Arkansas and what it looks like and the probability of them getting victories. They have two road games left and a home game. 
This weekend, as I mentioned, they are playing Georgia at Georgia. That's a 4 p.m. game on Saturday. Now, Georgia just came off a heartbreaking loss to South Carolina, and that was that was one they should have won, but they lost in overtime. But here's the thing about Georgia. They beat Vanderbilt by two last week on the road. They beat Auburn at home, but they're 14-14, and 4-11 in conference play. They have one of the best players in the league in Anthony Edwards. But yet, they just, for whatever reason, they just can't get these games going. I don't know if Tom Crean is the problem. I don't know what the problem is, but it's still just strange that a team with some talent, especially like Georgia, can struggle so mightily in this conference. And, and the reason is, is because it's their defense. They don't play defense. Georgia scores 76 points a game. That's more than Arkansas. But they give up 75 so if you need to look at your problem, there it is. That's where if Arkansas is going to win this game, which I think they will, they got a 60% chance according to ESPN matchup predictor. But if they're going to win this game, hey, just go hit your threes, boys. Go hit your threes, make good decisions, get it to Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones for them to get their shots and create. Let Jimmy Witt hit those little elbow jumpers that he's so well-renowned for. And get Desi Sills involved too. If, if Arkansas, they don't have to do anything real special. I mean, they really don't. It's not, and it's not like Georgia is just a beast down low. Uh, you know, Anthony Edwards, he's he's just a big guard. He's 6'5", 225, so he's a big body, which I'm sure Jimmy Witt's going to end up guarding him. But, you know, there, he's nothing special about him to make you feel like you should be intimidated if you're Arkansas. So this is why I'm like, I, I just don't see why Arkansas shouldn't be able to win this game. It's not going to be a raucous crowd in Georgia. They, they've already pretty much given up on the season. So... Just go in and play your game. Do what you did against Tennessee. Do what you did against Missouri. And you get out of there with a victory. And then you got two games left at home against LSU and on the road against AM. And then, boom, you will be in the tournament if you take care of business. Easier said than done. I understand that. But still, you're in a great position right now. Because then, if you look at LSU, for instance, that game is going to be on March 4th at 5 p.m. Or 6 p.m., excuse me. So it's going to be then, that's, of course, uh, the March 4th, I believe that's a Wednesday. I'm liking those early games, by the way. I hate those late late tips and everything. But, yes, it's a Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Uh, but that's another deal where, you know, Arkansas, as far as the predictor goes on ESPN, which is not you know, always accurate, but still, Arkansas has a 60% chance of winning that game. It's at home. It'd be a nice revenge game for you. And here's the key about that LSU game. Arkansas. If you look at their SEC schedule, folks, you know what their best win is in the SEC? Texas A&M. Their best win is against the Aggies, who are 8-7 and seven in conference right now. Because against South Carolina, who's 9-6, and six, they lost that. Should have won it. Against Mississippi State, which they lost twice against, they're 9-6. and six, Should have won at least one of those games. Florida's 10 and 5, lost to them. LSU's 10 and 5, lost to them. Auburn's 11 and 4, lost to them. Kentucky's 13 2, lost to them. So your best win in this conference is Texas A&M right now. And that's what makes that LSU game so pivotal too. Is that you need to have a nice marquee win in conference play. You've played well, you've played close, it's been nice, but you need something more. You need to have to where these guys Get together and understand what's on the line. It's your senior night or senior day, however you want to look at it. Uh, you're only going to have really Jimmy Witt, Gentile Sill, and Adrio Bailey uh, are your only seniors there. So it, it'll be that type of night. Arkansas always plays really well on senior night, too. 
always have on senior night. In fact, I'd like to look back and see the last time they lost on senior night. It might have been the Bobby Portis year when they lost to LSU essentially on a buzzer beater when Eric Musselman was the coach way back when, or assistant coach there at LSU. So it's it's a pivotal game. And that would be one other game, really the only opportunity you have left to say, yeah, you beat one of the top five teams in the SEC. Because most teams have, I mean, even Georgia beat Auburn. I mean, even Missouri beat Auburn. I think this, I think it was Missouri that beat Auburn too. Yeah, I mean, you have bad teams that have good wins. Arkansas is yet to having that. So they got to find a way to do that too. I think that they will beat LSU. I think they'll beat Georgia this weekend. But folks, that A&M game at the end of the season, that final one, that's gonna it's going to be tough. It really is going to be tough. They're not getting into the NCAA tournament. A&M, they're 14 and 13 overall. They are 8 and 7 in conference, but they are not the same team that Arkansas opened up against. Arkansas got a 10-point victory against A&M to start the conference season, their final game on the road. It's not going to be an easy one. So, I, I'm not feeling great about that, but Arkansas going 2 and 1 in this final stretch. They do that, that puts them at 20 and 11. They're going to have to win a conference tournament game. I think so. And if that's the case, I like Arkansas's chances in that too. But they got a great opportunity. They have not given up. The effort has been there. And I can't wait to see what the rest of the season holds. So get excited, Razorback fans. They beat Georgia. Man, oh, man, is that LSU game going to be fun next Wednesday night? You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Uh, I I usually, again, use this segment for nonsense, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here uh, because uh, I'm not a gym rat, and not in the way of, like, basketball, but just in the way of, you know, going to the gym and working out and exercising because it's healthy. I try to do it at least twice, three times a week, uh, which is always difficult, not because of going there and, and figuring it out, but more difficult because I like fried chicken and I like to eat. And so anytime that I start seeing that, uh, hey, I'm going to go work out, but then my buddies are like, hey, let's go over to Slim's. I'm like, all right. I mean, chicken's got protein, right? Even though it's covered in carbs. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is, uh, since I moved here to Little Rock, I'm not going to mention the gym that I go to, but I've been I used to do CrossFit, not bragging or anything. I'm really not. I'm just saying that that's what I used to do. And I wanted to try something different now. So I wanted to just maybe do my own regimen there at the gym. I joined this gym. It's a really nice-looking gym. I mean, it's got everything I could possibly want as far as equipment. It's got basketball court. It's got a pool. I mean, it's got everything. Racquetball courts. It's a nice place. So anyways, I've been going around the same time uh, for the past few weeks that I've lived in Little Rock, and it is unbelievable to me how it's so bad. The etiquette is in this gym. It's it's awful, and I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm, when I use equipment, this is what I do, folks. Anytime I use equipment, I go over, I put my weights on it, I work out, do my sets, get done, I take the weights off, I wipe down the equipment, and I move on. I it's a pretty simple process, but not anymore, because at this place, I see all over the place. That nobody racks their weights, re-racks their weights. Nobody wipes down their equipment. There's guys blaring their music out of, of out of a bag. Like he's carrying around a backpack with a speaker in it and he's blaring his music. And, and all this is happening. Maybe some of you saw me tweet about it the other day. 
but I, I am just floored by this happening. And it's not just like one person. It, like, it's happening so many times. Every single time I've been there, it's been the same thing. I walk up to use a weight and it's still got weights on them. So I don't know if someone's still using it or not. I look down at the seat. It's just got the sweat marks from the from the back of the head or from the butt, which is disgusting. Like it's all of that. And so I just get so triggered by this. I'm like, this is unbelievable. So I finally had enough. You know, I'm not somebody who likes to complain. Actually, I am. I like to complain. You know me. But still, not to complain in a capacity that gets, you know, someone in trouble or anything like that. But I got tired of it. I'm like, man, I'm sick and tired of having to re-rack every weight. And especially when it was like today, there was only one bench open. Uh, or no, there was one. It was decline bench. It was decline bench. They only have one decline bench. I go over there, and somebody's got like 345s on each side and has not re-racked it. I'm like, you piece of trash. Anyways, so I go to the front desk finally, and I say, all right. Hey man, I, I'm just letting you know. Uh, I li- really like working out here, but you know, there's just up, every time I'm here, no one re-racks their weights or wipe down the equipment, man, and it's kind of annoying. I know that's because they have it posted on the rules across the gym. It's saying, hey, please re-rack your weights, wipe down your equipment. They have cleaning stations. I mean, it's it's set up, so I know that they want that. So I tell the guy this, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything. I just, I, it's getting a little annoying having to go through all this every single time I come here. You know what the guy's response is? The guy says, "Okay, yeah, let me uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll address it. We'll be up there in a second, and we'll 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 address it." And I was like, "All right, fine." So I do continue my workout. After forty five minutes, and nobody came up there. Nobody did anything. I go back downstairs, and I tell the guys, "Like, hey, did you are you gonna come up there and and you know address that or whatever, man?" Because I was like, I was waiting for somebody because it's still really bad up there. And he goes, and I quote, it's the same guy. He goes, I went up there, and it wasn't that bad. And I said, what do you mean it wasn't that bad? What, what are you talking about? What wasn't bad? And he goes, well, the guy with the music, he wasn't playing it that loud. And there was only a few places that didn't have re-racked weights. It's not that big of a deal. And I was like, okay. So I left, and I'm going to be looking for a new gym. If, am I bad for that? Am I in the wrong year? Because if I am, let me know. But I just it just floored me that that was the that was the way that they handled it. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. All I want I don't think it's too much to ask. All I want at my gym is that when I go up to use some equipment, I don't have to completely and totally wipe it down myself and take weights off of ones I didn't use. I don't think that's too much to ask. But it happens so much. So I'm looking for a new gym. Maybe I go back to CrossFit. Justin Acre, my boy, wants me to work out with him. I don't know if I want to do that. Love love Acre, but I don't want to hate him, which I will if we start working out together. But anyways, that was my whole thing for today. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 